Welcome to the This Is Us Sober podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Steph. We're two women from opposite sides of the world who found each other in sobriety. Yeah, we want to create a community and culture where sobriety is something to be proud of. Mm -hmm. Please join us every week to hear our take on all things sober. You are not alone. Let's make sobriety the fun choice. Absolutely. But if you're experiencing side effects or issues with your drinking that are putting you in danger or seriously impacting your life, please seek professional advice. We're not professionals. Steph and I are just two people with a story to share and a message to spread. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, Steph. Hello, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm I'm doing great. 262 days sober. How about you? Oh, crap, crap, crap. Yeah, I've got to do that. Um, something in the hundreds. I know that faux show. Um, You're about, you hit six months, didn't you? Uh, I'm rounding up because, you know, yeah. that's oh, kind of how right. I roll. That's all right. Um, I'm, still, I'm still firmly in the fives, but if you round up, I'm definitely six. Um, 166, 166 days. Woo! woo. I know. I am awesome. a superhero. Yeah. How was your week? <laughs> how was your weekend? Yeah, it was good. Both were good. Um, I was really looking forward to today's podcast because obviously, um, we have really exciting guests. So I know we do. Really excited. We do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, weekend was pretty chill actually. Um, uh, yeah, just trying to dodge the endless stories about Queen Elizabeth's death because obviously we're in the Commonwealth, right? So it's probably even yeah. bigger here than it was there and deeply sad and obviously I'm, I'm married mm-hmm. to an Englishman as well. So, um, yeah, just a, a lot of royal yeah. stuff. Um, what about you, Steph? Uh, pretty good. Uh, low-key, um, low-key weekend. Had a little, I think a little bit of burnout. You and I have been talking about that, just kind of feeling... Mm blah and down in the dumps we think there might be something in the air you and i were discussing there's some been some people on insta talking the same way like they just kind of feel like no excitement and so yeah. i'm i'm over that now oh gosh there's my dog oh chan, um, oh, chan man <laughs> i usually keep him in here with me um but yeah i just i'm i'm over that i'm feeling mm. much better now so yeah things are good but yeah it's kind of triggering right we were talking about yeah you feel, it, it reminds you of the hangover days and you're just like oh um but yeah pushed through it and feeling good so that's good um but yeah i don't that's weird. i don't i actually asked you because you're yeah. the woo woo of the two of us i was like i am woo-woo. what is going on with the freaking moon like um well we just had a full moon <laughs> mercury is in retrograde we have a bunch of other planets like in retrograde and there was a I've tried to look all this up and there was a bunch of solar flares. So I don't know. It's got to be, it's got to be doing something to all of us. So absolutely. Steph. Yes. Do you want to do the honors? I do. Yeah. I I have been waiting for this. (laughs) This dude is like totally responsible for revolutionizing the way you look at fitness and your Mm -hmm boosted your self-confidence and put you in touch with somebody also who I can't wait to speak to who you know like anyway I just totally took that over you keep going that's okay you're great at it but I'm so excited we have our first guest ever on the this is a sober podcast and I couldn't think of a better one than Eric Roberts with Eric Roberts fitness uh amazing young man 
He's 26, but he's got like the know all of like, I don't even know. I mean, it's amazing. Old soul shit. Is, oh my God. He's so inspiring. Without further ado, Eric Roberts, what is going on? We're so excited to have you. Hello. <laughs> I'm like I'm like waiting over here to happen. Um, I am very <laughs> excited to be here, guys. Uh, thank you for having me on. I appreciate. It. You know, it's funny. You guys were talking about kind of like being like in that like blah. Uh, that like the last couple of days, I've been like my content sucks. I'm like God. Like I just yes! can't come up with anything. Oh, yeah. I'm you like, too. Oh, God. This is great. Yep, and we were talking too, about how we were creatively blocked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So blocked. That's been me. Yeah, I'm like, dude, my content. I'm just like, God, like I, I don't have anything. I'm like, I need the juice again, this man. Is, this but, is me. So I think, I think, I think. That, yeah, I th but I think that's one of the things. Like, this, this is random, but it's like sometimes you just gotta push through those times, man. Like, it is what it is, you know. Like, what am I? Like, what are we all gonna do? Just sit here and like not do anything because we just don't feel like it? Like, come on, like right. we gotta, you know, we're not. We're that's that's not that's not what we do. That's not who we are, right? So we're mm -hmm. like, we, you know, you just gotta man up or woman up and get it done and just keep pushing through because the time's not gonna last. It's gonna like Steph just said. She's like, all right, cool. I'm feeling yeah. better. It's like the time is gonna pass. So just yeah. execute while that time yeah. is here. And like when when that time is gone, you'll be like sprinting as opposed to trying to just like start again. It's like no, you want to be rocking and rolling. <laughs> Man. so yeah, it's just funny you guys say that 100 percent. yeah well yeah. i'm glad to hear i'm not glad to hear but i mean it's nice to hear like okay even eric roberts who i admire i mean i admire your dedication to instagram um that's probably where i follow you the most is instagram because i'm on that the most um and your podcast those are like my top two things um but for you to say that you are, you know, coming up with a block makes me feel a little bit better because I'm just kind of like, what the fuck am I going to write? Like, what am I going to write a post about her? And then I don't know. So then I just kind of go with like how I'm feeling, right? Like, okay, I'm feeling a little out of it. Cause I mean, obviously it's been contagious and everyone is feeling mm -hmm. the same way, but, um, okay. You're 26. <laughs> you don't drink <laughs> okay blows my mind because when i was 26 even sarah when she was 26 she was drinking but she actually talks about how she that's when she started to like realize maybe she shouldn't be drinking mm -hmm. or it was you know a tr it was it was triggering to her and she was mm -hmm. starting to see that i far from it so <laughs> and i know you don't i mean <laughs> you're just like this big influencer and i love that you don't drink but can you tell us and in our audience, like why you decided not to drink? Like, why is it at such a young age when everyone probably around you is, is doing a lot of drinking? Did you decide like, it's not for me? Mm -hmm. Well, I, there, there was a, there was a few things. So I'm 26 right now. The last time I really ever, I mean, I haven't drank in eight years or whatever it is. I just, it's not, I don't enjoy it at all. So I don't do it. And the reason it was, is a couple of reasons. Um, Number one, I am, uh, as I, as the audience probably know, like Eric Roberts fitness, I'm a very big fitness guy. And like, I didn't yeah. remember, I was just talking to one of my clients about this the other day. Um, cause she was like drinking some alcohol and she was like, God, I'm so sore. And I was like, she's like, I can't recover from my workouts. And I'm like, that was like, that was one of the things. Cause like what would happen was. I took my I took my fitness very seriously when I was 16, 17, 18, 19. Um, and like, you know, when I was 17 years old, I would hit the gym in the morning, just I mean, absolutely obliterate a workout. I felt great, like it was a great workout. That night I would go drink with my buddies, which like, you know, whatever, wasn't allowed to drink, but like was still doing it. But I was like, 
that night because I had alcohol and I slept like. Can I cuss on this podcast or no? Yes, yeah. please do. Okay, cool. All right, all right, cool. All right, um, I slept Necessary like. Necessary adjective. So like, yeah, exactly. Um, and I would wake up the next morning and I would be like fucking sore as shit, and I'd be like, God, how am I gonna get my workout in today? Because I was, I mean, I was obsessed. I was obsessed about fitness, and I was like. That was started to become a point where I was like, well, fuck this. Like, why am I, what, what am I gaining from drinking? Like, I care much more about my fitness. I care much more about my, and then the, the second part to this is, you know, my, my own personal success. And I'm very much like anybody who knows me, like I got to be firing on all cylinders. I got to be fucking balls to the walls every single day, all day long. And I, I, I can't. I can't accept anything less than that for myself or for the people around me who look to me for guidance, inspiration, whatever it is. And so I was just like, wait a minute, this thing is, it's not bringing me anything positive. It's not getting me closer to my goals. It's its not helping me with my fitness. It's not helping me with my business. It's not helping me, you know, a- achieve any monetary goal, whatever the case may be. And I'm like, why? Like, it, just, it doesn't make any sense. And so for me, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I don't want, I don't need or want that shit ever again. And I, it's not, it's not even to me. It's like, I never had a problem with it beforehand. And I know Steph, we kind of talked yesterday about like, the word mm-hmm. problem. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but it's like, I never had a problem. I was just like, this serves absolutely nothing for the goals that I have. So why would I continue to uh, indulge in these things just because of my friends are doing it or just because that's the social norm i'm like well i don't want to be a social norm i want to be a motherfucking beast i'm like i don't i don't care what other people are doing i i want to be my own i i, I don't i don't want to be normal i don't want to be what everybody else is doing i i want to be i want to be that motherfucking dude like I, I, and so yeah. it's like for me i was like it serves me no purpose and so boom it's gone like that's just just that's pretty much the extent of it because i just had nothing Nothing in my life was getting better from me doing that. And I was all about bettering my life, bettering my, you know, I, I, I didn't grow up poor, but we certainly didn't have any like expendable money. Like, you know, like when I first moved out here and I could finally like take a plane, it was the first time ever, like 21 years old was the first time I've ever been on a plane just because I, we didn't have a ton of money to be doing these yeah. things. Right. So it was just like, I wanted all these things and I'm like, I got to get all these things. I'll do whatever I got to do to fucking get there. That thing was helping me in no way, shape or form. And that's just like the bottom line to that. It just wasn't, wasn't serving me at all whatsoever. Yeah. And all that, that you said is very similar to the podcast that you did, like your honest opinion on alcohol or am I, it was titled something like that. And we will, we'll tag it in the, in the notes and we've tagged it in others as well. But that right there, like that's what clicked with me was hearing you say that because I spent so much, so much of my time. Like I, t- I was actually just so you guys know, I was on Eric's podcast yesterday and it was like amazing. And so um, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, though, but that is always what held me back as far as reaching my goals. And I've always been an active person and I knew that's who I was on the inside. But alcohol like totally held me back from that. Um, I think Sarah could chime in on that as well. She's very active and she wasn't a binge drinker, but do you want to like fill Eric mm. in on kind of like what it did for you with your activity? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think um, what I've just learned is that Eric is my spirit animal because um, the situation <laughs> is like so freaking similar. Um, so from, I mean, I'm, I, in the early days, um, I've always been a runner, but I would compete in half marathons and 
Then I went on to marathons. I've done weight training. I now do like I just finished She's crazy. 100k. Like I do. I'm. I'm. Um, oh yeah. I'm very um, fitness oriented, but um, from the age of about 26, just before I had my first daughter, I started to realize, oh, this really is incongruent with my lifestyle. Like um, this just doesn't feel right. And there was something deep in my gut and soul because I was never um, a blackout drunk. I was never, um, I never got a DUI, you know, not that I never drank without alcohol in my system. I, you know, I'm, I'm no angel, but I, I always balance things cause I always had to run the next morning. I mean, I would go out on full night benders and still wake up the next morning and, and run and then, you know, just fade at midday but yeah. anyway, as time progressed. Um, <laughs> I just realized that I was not reaching my full athletic potential because I was always that little bit hazy. The DOMS was worse than it should be. I was dehydrated. I had a layer of um, fat on me that I could never budge because obviously the metabolic metabolic problems were kicking in. Um, and yeah, it just took me, you know, you were 18, it took me to 41. <laughs> so, you know, there's a little difference there, but the outcome's the same. So yay us. Yeah. 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 I mean, we got there. Yeah. Yeah. We're just, yeah. Maybe we're just a little just bit a slow learners. Learner. I don't exactly. know. <laughs> He's younger. He had more resources at his disposal. Yeah. Exactly. He lives at different times. We didn't exactly. have the internet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so my story is just similar. Yeah. No, and I'm sorry to cut you off there, but it's like, it's just, it was just really interesting for me to hear you say something, which was like, you know, I, I like sat there and asked myself because I, I do this with my clients. I do this with myself. I try to do this with everybody. It's like it's very simply put because like the emotions are like the weeds, right? When you can like just get away the weeds and it's very black and white, are your actions mapping your goals? That's that's the bottom. I, I ask myself that question every single day. Are your actions mapping your goals? And for me, you know, even when I was 16, 17, 18, I, I and to this day, I have all these things I want to accomplish and everything I want to do. And it's just like doing that, that action is not congruent, like you said, with the goals that I have for myself. So very simply, I'm not doing that thing because I put this like on my Instagram story the other day, but I was like, you know, somebody's going to have to kill me in order for me to not reach my goals. Right. So it's like, I, I, I will do whatever I have to do. And that's just not, it's not a part of what I want to have. And it's not going to help me get there. And come hell or high water, I got to fucking get there. And like, it's going to be hard as it is. I know it's going to be hard. Why make it harder? Why put yourself behind the eight ball anymore? So I, I was definitely like, with what you just said, it, it like kind of struck that chord in me as well. Yeah. It's, um, it, it, I think that that point is really salient as well. The part about removing the emotion from it and looking at just at the bare facts, where do I want to be and what is helping me get there and what is pulling me away from getting there. And when you can do that and you can see it very clearly, it's a much easier proposition. Um, so yeah, I would obviously urge anybody who's trying to reevaluate their uh, relationship with alcohol to maybe have a look at that, write it down, pros and cons, you know, good old pros and cons list. Um, because I think, um, yeah, if you're fitness oriented, certainly the addition of more alcohol than you might intend, um, is not helpful.
about, Eric, the demographic that you reach the, the most, um, whether or not it kind of fits with where Steph is at. And if, um, like you mentioned, that you had a client that you were talking to and you were talking about alcohol, um, if you've seen alcohol play a significant role um, in sort of your primary demographics um, issues with reaching their fitness goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Steph, Steph, you're, you, how, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna guess. I, I forget what you said yesterday. How old are you? I'm, I'm not dumb enough to like say the name. I'm not dumb <laughs> enough to say the number. How old are you, Steph? I'm, I'm 42. <laughs> That's what I thought you said. Okay. All right, cool. Um, so yes, primarily like, you know, if I were to go on like my Instagram, like analytics right now, I think like the, the top, like 60%, 70% of people who follow me is in that like 35 to 44 range, like somewhere in between there. And then actually, I think funny enough, it's like the 45 to 54 range or whatever it is. So, um, yes, like de demographic for sure. And I was telling stuff yesterday on, on, uh, our, my, my, my podcast, I used to train people in person too. And, um, where I trained people at the time was a very like suburban, like a lot of like stay at home moms, things of that nature, which like, I don't you guys are insane on how you do all the things you guys do. But like, um, like, and you know, Steph was kind of talking about like the, the, would you, the, the mommy wine culture is what you called it. Like, that's what it was mm -hmm. like. Yeah. So, yep. and I, I, again, me coming from like, I can't, I grew up in like, you know, like not that many people like this place. It's just, it, it was a very small town. Right. So like I come here and I'm like, you guys do what every single night? Cause my, my mom didn't do that. Right. Like that wasn't, that wasn't a thing. Right. Because like, I didn't see my mom drink a bottle of wine a night. Like I, and like when, so when I heard about all this kind of stuff, I was like, you guys do what? I'm like, it's fucking nuts. I'm like, how do you function on a day to day basis? Um, but yeah, so like, you know, that, that culture, it was, just, it was interesting to see kind of like that um, dynamic within that culture. And uh, just the, the, like you said, the, the demographic and um, yeah, I mean, here's what I tell people with alcohol and reaching your fitness goals. I mean, it ain't gonna help. I mean, I, there's no, there's no. So he, here's the thing: when, um, when alcohol is present in your system, and and I'll, I'm gonna play both fair sides here in a second. But when alcohol is present in your system, the processes of building muscle, recovering from workouts, burning body fat, those processes stop. Like literally, because. Like you guys, I'm sure you know, alcohol is in fact a toxin. I always love like the, but one red glass of wine a night is healthy. I'm like, take out the alcohol and maybe, but it's like, that, that's not, no, I don't care what random Google study you, you just read. Like, no, um, but, um, but so like, you know, when alcohol is present in your system, because it's a toxin, your body's not focused, your primary focus for your body is to keep you alive. It's not to build muscle or lose body fat, it's to keep you alive. So when there's a toxin in your system, your body has to get the toxin out first before it can do any of this other cool shit you want it to do, build muscle, get stronger, lose body fat, all this stuff. Now, again, to play devil's advocate here, that doesn't mean like one drink is going to like fucking ruin all of your progress. No, because it does come down to overall calories. But there is research to show, you know, if you pass a certain level in your body, yeah, like there is some serious impairment to muscle growth. And that was one of the things too for myself. I was like, I want to get fucking jacked. I'm like, I'm not going to drink because like, I can't get jacked if I get drink. I'm like, screw this. Um, but, you know, you the, the muscle protein synthesis stops. Again, the, the fat burning aspect of it stops in the short term. And again, I have to be very honest. Like if you're in a calorie deficit, yes, you will lose body fat. But like what Steph said on my podcast yesterday, I asked her, I was like, hey, Steph, 
how many calories do you think you were consuming on those days you were drinking? And like, I don't know if you want to say it, say it right now if you want to, Steph. But like, yeah, it was probably four to five thousand calories, knowing what? what I know now about calories. What? Yeah, easily. Yeah, she was. That's where again, like, so as I tell people, I actually I wrote an article on this very recently, actually, but like. I always tell people, can you drink alcohol and lose weight and lose body fat? And do I say, yeah, for sure. But like, it's, it is going to make it harder. And again, I tell people like this game is already hard enough as it is. So it's already hard enough to count your calories, make sure you get your workouts in on days when you don't want to do all these things. It's like, it's uh, eating less calories in and of itself is hard. Why would you want to want to make it harder with you, ha you having four five, 600 4,000 extra calories coming from alcohol. Like it's just only going to make it harder. And, and again, people are like, they, they, whether it's, I don't know if the right word is complain, but they just talk about how hard it is to lose weight. And I'm like, yes, it's hard, but you are intentionally doing things to make it harder. Like, why would you want to do that to yourself? You want to do things that help you get to where you want to be. Right. And so that's kind of the way I, I talk to my clients about alcohol. And again, one drink, whatever I do cool, but like not, like it's not gonna fucking help you it's just not it's not gonna help you get to where you want to be so that's the you know the the science part of it and also like the you know the the mental side of things as well and like you know i think steph mentioned on my podcast yesterday but kind of talking about like the inhibition for example right it's like cool like you have great intentions of just going out and having two drinks and sticking to your salad and but it's like you get two drinks in the inhibition lowers you're like god damn these fucking chicken wings look good let me just have one all right, let me have two of these things. Like tacos too? Absolutely. Why would we not, right? It's just like, it just right. keeps going because again, inevitably your inhibition is going to lower. So like that's, it just, it puts you behind the eight ball that much more. And then again, here's the cool part. As an adult, you can make your own fucking decision. And if you want to make that decision to do that, cool, that's up to you. I'm not doing it because I don't want to make shit harder. I want to make shit easier on me. I don't want to have to, you know, I want to reach my goals as quickly as possible, knowing it's going to take time in between. But I would want to do everything I can to get to those goals, not intentionally pull myself back. I often talk about this with like momentum, for example. If somebody has momentum, and like if I don't know, I think Seth, you have a baseball shirt over there, right? It's like if 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 a baseball team is just like fucking knocking home runs out of the fucking park, and like the pitcher is just like striking everybody out. Why would the pitcher, if he's striking everybody out, be like, oh, here opposing team, here's an underhand pitch you can just fucking hit a home run on? Like <laughs> nobody would ever do that because you're intentionally ruining your momentum. It's the same kind of thing with this concept right here. I can tell you I never thought that way until I started listening to you so I know like for you sometimes you're just like you probably just like sometimes even when I'm like helping people through things, I'm like, well, they probably already know this, but some people really just need to hear someone else say it mm. for it to like make sense. You know, I remember I did Weight Watchers at one time. Okay. I did every diet by the way, but I did Weight Watchers and it was the whole point system. And I knew and this was when I was probably about your age. Actually it was, I was your age. I had just come off the Atkins diet for my wedding. All I needed to lose was 10 pounds. Went on Atkins, which is basically like keto for those who don't know. Um, went on Atkins, lost the 10 pounds, got married, got married in April. By the next January, I had gained 20 pounds. 
So then I went to Weight Watchers to lose the 20 pounds. Anyway, I knew that a light beer was two points. Weight Watchers Mm -hmm. teaches you to use exercise to gain points. And you can also like log your points for later. So I was literally like practically starving myself throughout the week, working out to have enough points to just binge out all weekend. And because I was doing a program like Weight Watchers that never said not to do that, they never said mm-hmm. you you don't, you, you know, if you want to use your points however you want. But Eric, tell me, if you had a client doing that, what would you say, like, would that not, like, would tell me why that would not be okay and why that w- is unhealthy to do something like that? Yeah, I mean, there, there's, um, by the way, it's very common. And so this is where you get into a few different things. Number one, us listening, we're not dogs in the sense of like, you don't need to exercise to earn a treat. Like you are a fucking human. Like you, you can eat food because you live and breathe. Like you don't need to earn your food. You're not, you're not a dog. Right. So I think like that in of itself, doing, doing exercise to earn calories or to earn drinking or whatever it is, it's like that in of itself creates this fucked up relationship with food because, well, what if you don't? You're going to starve yourself? No, you're a living, breathing human being. You need food to survive. Like Steph's kicking some ass and some workouts over here because she's uh, fueling herself properly, getting more protein, mm-hmm. right? It's like you need yeah. this food. It's not something you earn because you just go out and exercise. So I think that first and foremost in of itself, using exercise as a tool to earn something just creates a uh, disordered relationship with food, exercise, whatever to call it. So I think that would be number one, first and foremost. And number two, you know, again, I think people to, 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 kind of touching this a bit a lot of what a lot of a lot of people will do is like they'll do this but they'll do it on a daily basis and you might have done this too Steph I'm not sure in the sense of oh like people when I ask people how do you eat during the day oh I eat pretty good I'm like hey what is it oh I had a a coffee at breakfast I skipped lunch and I had a protein shake and I'm like oh so you fucking starve yourself all day great um but like well I'm really hungry at night and I'm like you're really hungry at night because you're not getting the food and nutrients you need during the day to be able to not be hungry as night. If you were actually fueling your body throughout the day, you wouldn't need the calories at night. So most people do this on a daily basis and then on a weekly basis as well in terms of like they're saving things. Whenever you like Mm -hmm. try to save something for a certain day, here's the mentality that normally comes about. Like you're saving, you know, whether it is alcohol or food or whatever it is, you're saving this thing. Okay, cool. You're saving this thing So that means during the week, you're not allowed to have it. During that one or two or three days, you're allowing yourself to have that thing. It's much like if you were to have a can of soda and you, and it's, it's the, it's the, uh, the top off the, the aluminum can, you have the can of soda, right? You're just shaking it up Monday through Thursday, shaking up, shaking up Friday. You're finally able to open this soda can. Does the soda can like, just like, Oh, it's just like, like just very slightly opens and you can just like sip it. No, it fucking explodes in your face because you've shaken it up for the past four days. And so, but because you have shaken it up, you're going to inherently overdo it. And then when you overdo it, you're like, well, fuck number one, I already fucking ruined everything and fucked up all my progress. So I might as well keep going with it. And then number two, fuck Monday's going to roll around again and I'm not going to be able to have this shit again. So let me have all this shit right now while I'm allowing myself to have it because I'm going to go back to not being allowed to have it. So this is where, again, like being able to truly understand, like 
you know, fueling your body throughout the week, not like not saving things for certain days or not like labeling days. It's like a Saturday is a Tuesday and a Sunday is a fucking Wednesday. It's like it's just a day of the week. And like you might do different things, which is fine. Like one day you work out and one day you might not work out. One day you might run. I, I have, I've never ran. I haven't ran since the Vietnam War. So I have no fucking <laughs> but One day you might run five. Back in Nam. And one day you might. <laughs> yeah. One day you might run fucking three miles. Right. But it's like you do different things, but it's like you don't save it. Right. So just being able to, you know, kind of work on that right there, not not using that as a reward system as well, I think is really important because and I, I tell people sometimes this and sometimes they'll get mad at me, but like whatever. Um, Like what it, you, you're rewarding yourself by eating healthy by what by having a drink or by having a certain food. It's like aren't you like aren't we all all of us not just you listening but aren't we all supposed to like eat healthy like aren't we all supposed to like feed our body with really good nutrients like aren't we all supposed to exercise and listen you can have a reward of like whatever it is a spa day or going to get a massage or buying some new clothes or doing whatever it is but it's like using these vices to reward yourself it's like i think you just step back and step back and ask yourself like is that really a reward to you or is your reward getting closer to your goals and is your reward actually feeling really fucking good and having a lot of energy you know uh, ha- you know not having hangovers things of that nature it's like mm-hmm. that's the reward you really want because the same shit you were doing before got you to a point where you wanted to change anyway so how is it a reward going back to doing the same shit you were doing that caused you to want to make a change in the first place if that oh, makes sense oh my i love that last point I could add it as another tattoo on my body. I love that. (laughs) That's how good. It's so true though, right? Like your behaviors have got you to the point where you've realized you want to change and yet you want to put in all the um, structures to make the change and then sabotage it with the same behaviors that put you in. It's It's a cycle and it's the absolute, absolute spot on truth. Every woman listening will be nodding. Mm-hmm. like talking about that right there and, and it can be it obviously it's tough but it's like all the the things that probably make you the most uncomfortable are the things that you need in order to do to actually make a change right it's like you know i'm sure you know for you guys like stopping drinking was a it's probably like it was it was a part of you to an extent like you know you guys did it like it was just a normal thing you did and it's like well fuck like are my friends not gonna like me anymore am i gonna have any fucking friends like what am i spouse like all these things are going on but it's like those things that like make you the most uncomfortable that's what brings the most change and again like you know like we just said again it's like those things you are doing to reward yourself and have fun it's like is it really having fun because it's like in the short term this is where like the whole conversation of like instant gratification versus delayed gratification and that's something i'm very big on as well is delayed gratification yeah you you very well might think you're having fun in the short term of like having these alcoholic drinks or whatever it is and it's like cool maybe you are in the short term but the next three days fucking blow okay so it's like are you really having fun or is it like you're just think you're having fun for this very short period of time and it's not actually that fucking fun and it's not fun to reach to not reach your goals. I, I listened to a podcast right. one time by a guy. His name is Ed Milet, and he said something where winning is more fun than fun is fun. And what he meant by that is like achieving your goals, you know, getting to where you want to be, you know, uh, seeing seeing your dreams accomplished. 
what 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 better feeling is that like there's no like steph you can say is there any better feeling than losing weight getting stronger seeing your body change building muscle building these habits like there's not there's no alcoholic drink for the the three hour period of time at night from 6 p.m to 9 p.m that's not as fun as you winning so like winning is more fun than fun is fun and again nothing wrong with going on like i don't want to say like oh like don't ever go on a vacation that kind of stuff no but it's just instant gratification versus delayed gratification. I think if all of us can have a little bit more delayed gratification, you you sat you sacrifice a day now of hard work now to gain a day of prosperity later. If most people can just understand that concept right there, I think most of us would live a much more fulfilled and happier life. Mm, yeah. And the whole instant gratification that's what you get with alcohol. So that's when you get caught up in that, right? Because I can tell you, I told you yesterday how my patience has changed. You know, when I was a drinker and I was trying to get fit, well, you know, I have this mindset like the alcohol would take away the anxiety when I needed it to. And it would do all these things that I thought that I it was doing for me, but it was like instant, right? Like, but then I'm not seeing results in the gym. So I would just give up because I'll just go back to alcohol because alcohol is giving me that instant gratification. But look where I ended up, you know, I ended up way overweight and crippling anxiety and feeling like shit all the time and hating myself. And now it's like, I, it's taken me eight months, eight months. Like I started in your clubhouse, probably I want to say February, this this whole eight months has been just like a whirlwind. I started in your clubhouse before I started with Linda. We'll just put it that way. Like it all kind of happened at the same time. So sometime I think January, February, but like it's been eight months and I am finally seeing like really good results. And I don't say that for people to be like, well, fuck, I don't want to, because you know what? I made a decision eight months ago that I'm doing this forever. So to me, eight months is nothing. For the rest of my life like it, i spent the first it, four exactly. like the first 42 years having fun doing the drinking doing the the bullshit and now it's like i want this second half of my life i want to be strong i want to be healthy i want to be clear-minded i don't want to end up with dementia or alzheimer's early because i've drowned my brain in alcohol like there's all these things so i already knew that i wanted to establish this amazing lifestyle that didn't include alcohol but included things that made me feel good because I deserve to feel good. And that's what I was looking for in the alcohol. And it never delivered ever. Mm. And let's be real, Steph. I mean, it's been eight months and you say you're just starting to, to see your results now, but we're talking about like you're seeing the the end results because the physical you- results, like I'm feeling like I'm getting to a point where I will be really happy where I'm at, you yes. know, like, you know, where it's almost like I'm going to be getting to maintenance really soon and I can like reap the benefits of like all this hard work, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Because it didn't take, I know that it didn't take eight months to shift the weight or to start seeing your, comp- like your body composition change. That all happened over the eight months. It's, it's now that you've gotten to eight months mm-hmm. that you're starting to feel like, Oh, this is what was underneath it all. Yeah. Um, so just, yeah, yeah like this is my up, life now. Like I see it as, yeah, like <laughs> this is my, like I see it as my life. Like I've practiced it for eight months and it's like set it's embedded yeah. in me. Like this is, this is what I'm doing now. And I saw one of your reels the other day. Oh my 
God, sister, you are banging. Oh, those oh. legs, those quads. I couldn't believe it. Thank I was you. like, look at her. She's fucking smoking. Stop. Yeah, it, was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, I watched it a few times. I'll tell you that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, though? Like, you guys both have kids, right? I Both have kids? Yeah, I got two. Girls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when, when your kids were eight months old, were you like, ah, oh, Get the fuck out. Time to get a job. Find a place to live. Like, eight months is fucking nothing. What are we talking about here? Like, eight months is nothing. You know what I mean? It's just, it's funny how we, like, again, like, getting in that, like, instant gratification mindset of, like, eight months isn't fucking shit. Like, Mm -mm. I'll give you a great example. I don't, I don't know if people know this, but, like, so I write articles on my website. Um, a lot of my articles are on the first page of Google. Like for example, if you type in like how to stay full on a diet, like one of my, my article is one of the first article that pops up and there's a bunch, a bunch like that. Most people don't know this, but like for that to happen, it takes at least one year for Google to put it on the top page of, of, of their, of their search engine, right? One year. So I wrote articles like, and I, I do remember when this happened, I was writing articles in 2020. And I was like, man, like I'm writing one article a fucking week and this shit just is not happening for me. Oh my God. Like, where is it popping up? And I remember one day I like just searched the term. I was like, please fucking pop up. And it popped up and I searched another one, it popped up, but it took a year for those articles to get on there. And now those articles are going to stay in the first page of Google forever. Right? So like now I'll always get like new, new coaching clients, inquiries, new people finding me, whatever it is, because of that hard work I put in that took a year to come to fruition. But a year isn't shit. I'm going to be doing this forever, right? So this whole like instant gratification mindset of like you don't need something. And that's a whole different thing of like, you know, people like tapping, completely tapping out all of their dopamine by just like doing nothing but TikTok, Instagram, social media, all these things, alcohol, whatever it is. You're not like you're training your brain to be that way, which is like, you know, Mm -hmm. for example, like. I took up recently, like I read, I just finished this fucking like dissertation of a goddamn book right here. I made Linda read it too. So if you can ask her about that. Um, but it's like, you know, reading like who, the, like we just go on fucking Instagram now. And like, all we do is just fucking like try to get this quick hit of dopamine. There's no work. There's no work involved anymore. Like this is where I think again, like playing into that same mindset of like, if you just know you're just going to get a quick hit of dopamine from drinking some fucking alcohol and you just can keep going back to that. You as a person, you're not you're not going to be as sharp you're not going to be as mentally fit you're not going to be as disciplined you're not going to be as fulfilled like because those things aren't fulfilling it's like the same whether it's you know whether it's drugs whether it's alcohol whether it's sex whether it's porn whatever it is it's like these things these very 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 cheap cheap hits of dopamine where you don't have to do anything it's not good for you in the long run i I think it's when people truly understand what they're doing because you're right stuff like sometimes people don't know like they don't know social media is just this like quick hit of dopamine and it's like oh shit like those are and by the way my entire business is based off social media right so it's like i i I think think it's a good thing but even me this is how important i think it is me telling you spend less fucking time on social media spend more time outside with your kids with your family whatever it is so you don't just have this constant hit of cheap dopamine 24 7. i think it's really important for to understand what what it's doing to you and, and how the the long-term effects are playing out yeah and when what one more thing i'm sorry but in one no, more thing go. um the, the demographic of like 35 to 55 year olds like oh you fucking you guy you young kids all you fucking do you're on your phone you have no attention span this that and the other it's like cool but you're doing the same thing with alcohol you're doing the same exact fucking thing you're drinking every single weekend for this quick hit yeah. so don't fucking come at me which it's not me because i know i'm not i'm not that type of person but don't come at right. me or people my fucking 
when you're doing the same shit. So you have to like look at yourself very honestly and see what's going on. Yeah. to ask just one more question of you um i'm sure steph might have more but um you know we were talking about how you often um or your kind of primary um client is a woman kind of of our age um obviously you know um your body changes and um there are additional needs and um all of that kind of stuff to maintain well-being and health I wondered if you could talk us through um, the importance of maintaining fitness and getting nutrition right and all of that kind of stuff as we kind of hit 40 plus or, or whatever age that might be where those considerations come into play. Um, yeah, what, what your advice is to maintain, I guess, a fitness program that supports us through that time. Hmm. Yeah, I'll give, you, um, I'll give you two quick examples. So number one, um, I have a client who came to me at age 54, actually, and she um, she had started to change her nutrition, which I'll talk about nutrition in a second. But she had started to change her nutrition, you know, lose some body fat, lose some weight, things of that nature. But she got a bone density scan done and she thought it was going to be perfect because she was eating healthier and like losing weight and doing all these things, which was amazing. But she wasn't exercising. She wasn't working out. Specifically, she wasn't resistance training, strength training. And so she had that bone density scan done and she realized, oh, shit. My bone density is not anywhere near what it should be at my age. It's because I have not been strength training. So now, you know, we've, we're almost a whole year into this program now. And she's just like, she got the skin again. She's doing great. Bone density is good. Like everything's going really, really good now because she started on a proper strength training routine and she's built muscle and she's gotten just insanely strong. So very important from like that aspect, first and foremost, and even like my mom, for example, she struggles, you know, she in her family, osteoporosis and things of that nature are mm. kind of like hereditary and whatnot. So I'm like, Hey mom, we got to get your ass on a program. man. So mom, <laughs> We got mom. Yeah. Shout out to my mom. She wakes up at like four thirty in the morning every single morning. Goes and works out in the basement. She's a beast. Um, but oh, it's, it's very very that. important. I'm a beast. Yeah. And but I, I was very big on like, hey, we need to make sure we do that because like I know how important this shit is. And like we, I need you around, man. Like I can't have anything happen to you. So I gotta make sure you know we stay on top of this. So strength training, for example, super. You don't need to do anything. You're not a bodybuilder. If you want to be a bodybuilder, sure. But like you don't have to do anything crazy. But it's like. Three to four times a week of some resistance training, getting on just a proper program will make a massive, massive difference for you. And again, I don't need you spending two hours in the fucking gym, like, you know, 30 to 60 minutes, somewhere in between there. I, I, how, how long do you work out for, Steph, normally? How long do your workouts um, take you? So I do four days and they take anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. Perfect. It's amazing. Yeah. Literally amazing. That's how, that, that's that how I can perfect. stay consistent. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's a whole nother aspect. Yeah. Like what, what is sustainable? How can you be consistent? I don't need you working out six, seven days a week in the gym for two hours. It's, I don't even fucking do that. That's stupid. <laughs> like we don't need you to do that. Um, but some resistance training will make a massive, massive difference, both physically and mentally. And you can also, you know, maybe listen to my podcast and hear Steph kind of talk about some of her like mental changes as well on that. Um, so that mm -hmm. resistance training. And then when we talk about protein, protein is also very important as well because they had a really cool study kind of come out um, and they had these like charts. It was really, really cool. But I think they, they like measured people who were like who did not resistance train and did not eat protein did resistance train did not eat protein did resistance train and ate proper protein and like the life it's the life expectancy the retention of lean muscle mass 
I think it was the hormones as well and just like the, the overall aging process. People who like obviously were in a healthy body weight, healthy caloric range, things of that nature, and resistance trained and ate enough protein. Those people fucking skyrocketed. Like they kept so much more lean muscle mass. Their hormones were in such a good place. The aging process wasn't nearly anything near what it was if you weren't eating protein and weren't resistance training. So I would say to the, the amount of protein, because this is getting a little bit scientific here, but like Gosh, there's an right. amino acid. There, there, there's an amino acid called leucine, which is very important because especially as you age, your leucine threshold just becomes higher. So as you age, you need a little bit more protein to hit that protein threshold to be able to keep your lean muscle mass. And again, some people might think, well, I don't care. I don't want to be a bodybuilder. I want lean muscle mass. Lean muscle mass is important for, it's important for your joints, your tendons, your ligaments, your strength overall. If you fall, like one of my clients, she's she likes rollerblading. She's like, that's why I actually she wanted to get her bone density higher because like if I fall rollerblading, I don't want to fucking break my arm. I'm like, that's right. right. But you know, if you, if you fall, like what's the main thing people check into like a nursery home for or some, something like that, because like they fall and break their hip or something. Right. So it's like, you want this lean muscle mass. So I think those, those couple of things, strength training, protein, doing it in a sustainable manner. I think those two things are really important. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I, um, I love that idea as well of, you know, you bring in another, um, consideration there to be fit right it's not just to to feel great it's not just to have a banging body it's not it, it's it's actually like an insurance policy as well um and i think yeah that's a really good lens to look at it through mm. yeah and, yeah and like, like I, go ahead Steph. well and it's definitely something that a reason why i wanted to get fit my mom has had her hip replaced, her knee replaced. She had her knee replaced when she was like 45. I'm 42. Um, she's had her hip replaced. My mother-in-law, same thing, knee, hip. They were both very active as far as walking, but no one taught them that they needed to lift weights. Neither one of them lifted weight, have ever lifted weights. And I was like, okay, I'm going to learn from this. I don't want to end up like that. I mean, these poor women who have been so active all their life are now like crippled up because they've had these things replaced. And it's like, I don't want to be that way. I want to like, like I said, th these next 40 years, like I want to like live my best life. And like, even from an evolutionary standpoint, and Eric, you might have some things to say on, uh, say on this, but it was the women who were, you know, men would hunt together and women would do the hard freaking labor, you know, like, you know, in the house, you know, that it, from an evolutionary perspective, we've always used all of our muscles in a functional way. Mm -hmm. So to think that we've kind of evolved to the point where, you know, we have that, oh, I don't want to be a bodybuilder, so I won't lift anything kind of mindset is, is actually, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of, kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think it's, 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 counterproductive like it's counterproductive to what most people because whenever i speak to people like oh yeah i want to get stronger and i want to feel confident i'm like okay like lift weights like build like what do you mean like this is exactly what you want to do like here it is here's here's the answer to this um and one thing i just want to say as well because i think you said it a little bit sarah was like you have to think of all this stuff as like an investment. Like when, when, when Steph pays for coaching each month, for example, the way, when I, the way I run my business, I'm like, Steph's making an investment into herself every single month. That's, that's, that's what I think of. And, and when you think of it like that, it's like, or whether it's coaching, whatever it is, you're making the investment into yourself now, but also your future self. It's, it's preventative medicine.
is feeling great, looking great insurance policy and that really important part of just being able to handle yourself. And you can only do that when you have strength and confidence and you cannot have confidence if you don't fully back who you are, how you're showing up in the world. And you can only really get that through living through your values, right? Mm -hmm. And also I think like what, you know, Steph said this other bit, it's like, if she, if Steph truly thought that she wasn't in control of the way she felt because she was using alcohol as a crutch, how can you be confident? You can't, you can't because you are now relying on something else. Right. So it's like, mm -hmm. when you remove that, you're like, no, like I am this, like Steph said yesterday, she's like, I'm a badass. Like, yeah, you fucking are a badass. Right. And like, when you have that confidence, cause you're not leaning on this crutch, well then yeah, like the shit starts to open up a bit more. So it's a great point. Yeah. 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 I did not trust myself when I was drinking for numerous reasons. You know, when I was drunk, I didn't trust myself because I wasn't in my right mind. And when I was hung over, I didn't trust myself. Well, because I'm tired and I'm just like foggy and to like finally have that clear mind and trust who I am and that my thoughts are now coming from a good place and a place of like, no, uh, no all or whatever like yeah the confidence then just automatically like Sarah and I talk about it all the time the confidence that we have since we quit drinking and like the trust we have in our own actions and our own thoughts it's crazy mm. so crazy yeah. complete self-assurance yeah mm -hmm. Steph awesome. um I you know we do recommendations at the end of each episode um I think that we have a united recommendation. This yeah, week. we do. <laughs> um, and um, I think everyone's going to be wanting to hear this recommendation after hearing the legend Eric Roberts talking to us today. Like, what a dude, right? Um, yeah. So can you tell us all about where to find him, what's on offer? Eric might want to chime in given, you know, it's his deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, um, I'm going to yeah. let... I'm going to let him chime in and tell us, but I want to say, Eric, he says this all the time. He, he just wants everyone to win, first of all. And I like, I love every time he says that because he's just such a genuine human being. He gives out so much free information just on his social media stuff. Like, you go on his store, his Instagram story, and you can learn so much when he does his Q and A's and things like that. So, I mean, give him a follow. Um, I work with Linda, his assistant, and you said that was something else I wanted to ask you. So how many more coaches did you just hire on? Um, so I now have, I mean, Linda, first and foremost is the actual legend that that woman is a fucking beast. She's um, amazing. So Linda, um, She's out of this world. I fucking love her. Um, so Linda, um, we have uh, I've known her assistant coach. His name is Bob. And then I hired two more coaches recently for the clubhouse, Mary and Angie. So we have four coaches total, five coaches total, including myself right now. Yeah. Wow. So good. Yeah. Good for you. Okay. So tell everybody how they can find you, where they can find you. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's all probably just like Eric Roberts Fitness. You go to Instagram, mm-hmm. it's Eric Roberts Fitness. You go to TikTok, it's Eric Roberts Fitness. You go to YouTube, it's Eric Roberts Fitness. Eric Roberts Fitness Podcast, EricRobertsFitness.com. Um, all, all that stuff is just do one quick Google search of Eric Roberts Fitness. You'll probably find me. Uh, my clubhouse is kind of like my more or less kind of like my group coaching program. We have like new workouts mm-hmm. and stuff every single month. It's just ERFClubhouse.com. And again, you, if you search Eric Roberts Fitness, you'll probably find it. And um, kind of piggybacking off of what Steph said, like, I don't trust me. If I did this shit for just money, like I'd be in the wrong fucking business. You know what I mean? Like I, I do right. this shit because like I want to fucking help. And like we we need to fucking win. Like all of us in the world, like Sarah's in fucking Australia, but like we all need to fucking win. Like it's a non-negotiable. Like you, you, I don't I want people to like take winning very, very, very fucking seriously. It's funny you talk mm-hmm. about like, you know, me hiring new coaches. I, I had my one coach, I, I kind of, you know, brought him in and, and you know put him in a hotel over here and whatnot. And we were going over some of my core values, and it was like we are very, very passionate about winning. We don't take like it's not an apathetic thing for us. I think right now a lot of people are apathetic to this stuff. It's like I need you to take your fucking life very seriously because when you take your life very seriously and you take winning at your life very seriously, the other people around you will continue to win. And that's what we need. I don't I don't need anything from you listening. The thing I need from you listening is go out and fucking win. Because that way you win, your family wins, your community wins, the people around you win, this entire world. We can fix all of this shit that we want to, whatever's going on in the world. We can fix it all by all of us just fucking winning. And I, I really just want people to understand that because there's, like I said, there's no better feeling than winning. What What is fucking better than you accomplishing your goals you've ever wanted to accomplish? Nothing. There's nothing right. better than that. And I want, I am blessed enough to be able to have, you know, this drive, motivation, whatever to call it. I want you, I wish I could fucking like take my heart and put it into other people's bodies sometimes because like I want everybody to feel the exact same thing that I feel. It's fucking possible. You can fucking do this and I want you to win. So that's what I would say to everybody listening. What better way to end a podcast on? Oh my God. Eric, (laughs) thank you so much. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, I'm going to go and fucking win. Yeah. I've we're all gonna go fucking win. Everybody's podcast is gonna go fucking win. win. That's point. Go win. I love it. Awesome. See you, Steph. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the This Is Us Sober podcast. If you know someone who's questioning their relationship with alcohol, please share this podcast with them. Nobody should feel alone in sobriety. And if you like what we had to say, please give us a follow so you don't miss out on future episodes. And if you're really into us, give us a five-star review.